Welcome, everybody, to Boxing History 101. I'm your host, Mike Goodpaster, on the Grueling Truth Sports Network. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Grueling Truth. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell notification button on YouTube, and check out BetMGM, our top spot for betting on boxing. Click on the links in the description down below. All right, guys, today in Boxing History 101, we're going to talk about Norman Selby. The crazy life of Norman Selby, also known as Charles Kidd McCoy. McCoy was one of the great fighters of the early 20th, late 19th century. And we're going to look at him today. And he is a dude that, I don't know, what's the best way to put it? He was a little bit off. He's a little bit crazy. But he was an absolutely great fighter. And when we look back at the career history of the real kid, McCoy, Norman Selby was his real name. But, of course, he is better known as Kid McCoy. He was controversial in and out of the ring. And frankly, I doubt he would have had it any other way. From the from his invention of the corkscrew punch, a punch that added a twist to the moment of impact, which made for an excellent way to slice and open up opponents' faces, to his 10 marriages to eight different women. He was convicted of manslaughter. He eventually committed suicide. Kid McCoy believed if you weren't living a life full of scams, swindles, crimes, and bamboozles, you weren't really living. You weren't trying. Now, his tricks and ploys inside the ring are notorious. Amexa was applying powder to his face in an effort to deceive his opponents to believing he had come down with an illness. He threw tacks on the floor against a barefooted fighter. He took part in a fixed fight or two. Supposedly, one of these was against the great James J. Corbett in 1898. And even stopping in the middle of a fight to convince his opponent to check out the pretty lady in the front row. When this actually worked, the distracted opposition was met with a McCoy right hand, and the fight was over. But sifting through the mess, through the cheats and the hoodwinks, McCoy was one hell of a fighter. One of the greatest fighters that ever lived. Now, from heavyweight all the way down to welterweight, he, slew, he defeated a slew of legendary opponents. McCoy's first shot at glory came in 1896 against one of the greatest fighters of that time, Tommy Ryan. Ryan's career and level of consistency is often grossly overlooked. This is a man that lost twice in his first 105 fights. That's a fair with Sugar Ray Robinson. One of those losses came by disqualification against one George Green, a fight that Ryan would later avenge three months after by way of a seventh-round KO. His only real loss during this amazing stretch was to McCoy, which was the only was also the only knockout defeat of Ryan's entire career. McCoy also defeated guys like the mysterious Billy Smith, Tommy West, Jack Boner, or Jack Bonner, I'm sorry, Jim Daly, Dick Moore, George LaBlanche, Dan Creedon, who he beat twice, Gus Rulin, Jack Twin Sullivan, Joy Ch Joe Choynoski, and Peter Mayer twice, both heavyweights. He had his last fight in 1916, capping off a truly phenomenal career. But you'd be even crazier, than, you, you would have to be crazy to think that McCoy could not outdo his exploits in the ring in his post-fighting life. Now, he lived a high life for a while. But, of course, then the money starts to run short. And he moved to California. He appeared in some films and even became friends with the legendary Charlie Chaplin. But his success in the movie industry did not last long. He was poor and addicted to alcohol by the early 20s. Then he met Teresa Morse. Morse was a wealthy woman. And a married woman as well, because a single modest lady 
That just wasn't Crazy Kid McCoy's cup of tea. Now, the two became romantically involved, and Moores even divorced her husband. But in 1924, Moores was shot dead in the apartment she and McCoy had come to share. McCoy was charged with her murder, but swore she committed suicide. The murder charges were eventually acquitted, and McCoy was instead convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to 24 years in prison. He served seven before being released on parole, and eight years later, McCoy would take his own life. Now, at the Hotel Toller in Detroit, in a selection of hauntingly moving and tragically beautiful words, in the we're all living the same miserable life kind of way that McCoy lived in, McCoy left his final words to the world. To all my dear friends, best of luck. I'm sorry I could not endure this world's madness. Signed, Norman Selby. All right, guys, that is the, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not a sad story. I mean, it is because he basically murdered his wife. He got married to eight different women ten times. But I don't know that it's sad. You know, if you watched a show we did on Billy Misk, that was sad. I would say this and the life of Norman Selby, also known as Kid McCoy, was just stupid. I mean, this was a guy who was one of the most talented fighters of his time. And instead of actually applying his trade and becoming one of the greatest fighters that ever lived, which he may still be, but it was well over 100 years ago, so a lot of people forget. Instead, he decided to live his life like a jerk. So, in the end, do you feel sorry for Norman Selby, a.k.a. Kid McCoy? I don't. He was a murderer. He was a liar. He was a cheater. He stole. I mean, he fixed fights. But he was a very talented fighter. One of the most talented fighters of that era. And that, guys, is our Boxing History 101 today. The crazy life of Norman Selby, also known as Kid McCoy. Remember... You can follow me on Twitter, at Grueling Truth. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell notification on YouTube. Check out our previous shows on The Great Barbados, Joe Walcott, on The Great Billy Misk. Make sure you check all those out. Follow and like us on Facebook. But for now, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been watching and listening to The Grueling Truth, where the legends speak.